Good morning on Tuesday, February 7th. You know, I have to recap yesterday, and that was an L for you guys. You guys, are the, the free listeners, not the Patreon, are getting the short end of the stick here. Patreon won every other bet. Every other bet. Now, it wasn't like there was tons of them. We had two games in uh, college basketball that involved uh, Miami and Kansas, and there was a combination of a variety of smaller plays, uh, each game against the spread, then there were some parlays, all of that won. And then there's three bets in hockey, all of them won. Didn't have anything else, didn't have any NBA plays. They all won. So this is not something I want to do typically. I'm going to put all this, all the three posts for NBA and college basketball and NHL will be public posts at Patreon, so score projections at Patreon. You can, I'm going to just tell you what they are right here. You don't have to go over there. I'm not trying to get you to do anything you don't want to do. The entire purpose of this podcast is to try to give profitable betting advice. And I am not happy with the fact that the there's a little bit of a losing streak on the free picks that I've been handing out here. It does not make me happy. It's not good marketing, but I can't, you know, the crystal ball only works so good. Apparently it worked on everything except what I wanted to give out yesterday. And that might be hard to believe. I don't know. I mean, I'm up well over 500 podcast episodes here. I'm not. Uh, I'm not shining anybody's shoes uh, or, uh, you know, tooting a horn somewhere. I don't even know what that analogy made up that I just made up had anything to do with it. <laughs> and I also do this live. I don't typically edit, and I'm not going to edit this one. So here's the deal. What are we doing today? I've got some hockey. I've got. Uh, one NBA play. I have no college basketball plays. Let me start with what I'm not doing. I kind of wrote this up over at Patreon, so I'm going to spend less time on it. I said I would be, probably be laughing at the end of the day that these plays would probably have more winners than losers, and it is what it is because tomorrow's another day. But I liked Akron minus two, Indiana minus four, VCU minus four and a half, North Carolina at Pickham. It's bouncing around between a half point favorite, a half point underdog, basically Pickham. And Kansas State minus four and a half. I like all those games. I'm not playing a single one. I'm not going to look for live opportunities, either watching the game or looking at box scores. I'm not going to follow any of it. I don't care. I'm just I'm going to look at tomorrow. And like I say, maybe I'm laughing that I didn't play those. So if you uh, uh, feel like, hey, this guy is cold as ice. He's lost his last several picks for us. And you'd probably be wrong overall. But uh, it is what it is, and go against me on those five picks. There's your information to go against. If you like those, I can tell you that the analysis does favor those teams, but not by enough to play them. All right, let's move on to the next sport, and that is NBA. And the funny thing here is I'm going to pass again on the sides and the totals. But I'm going to play a, a bet on the LeBron James prop, whether he will break that record, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record, tonight or not. And I'm going to say, or not. So he needs 36 points to break that record. And really, I'm not actually betting on the record. There's, there's props out there for that as well. I'm just betting on him under his points for the day. Now, his... Consensus number is 32.5. You can get it at 33.5 if you look around. Uh, Bet Rivers Sugar House Group is one, and there's smaller books that have it as well. But I'm fine with you taking under 32.5 as the consensus. 
Now, he averages 30 points a game. So if you're just looking at stats alone, that would say under. Now, of course, you do have to look at his opponent. Oklahoma City does give up a lot of points, so that would maybe make it go over that total. However, that 30-point average also includes a lot of games without Anthony Davis. And he does not score as much when Anthony Davis is in the game. That doesn't mean it's every game like that. On average, he doesn't score as much because there's a lot more scoring that Anthony Davis provides. And oddly enough, curiously enough, it seems like LeBron loves feeding Austin Reeves, who's back from a hammy pole tonight. And I just think that we're talking about an unselfish LeBron today. Now, let's, let's talk about what could happen. Because, again, I'm taking the under. I'm taking under 32 and a half. Uh, under 33 and a half, if you can get that one. Now, his team could feed him like it's his last chance on earth for him to break Kareem Abdul's record. Okay, well, then maybe he's going to have 36 by halftime. I don't think so. I'm actually betting on television. Television really doesn't want him to break the record today. They want you to tune in and watch it, but they want to get another game of high ratings when they play the Bucks in a few game, few days at home. And, of course, there's a secondary option of the seat prices in uh, L.A. at the Crypt, Crypto.com, whatever you want to call it. The Forum, Staples Center. Yeah, go way back. I still like to call it the Forum. In any, in any event, I think that the second day of this two-game two homestand is when he breaks the record. Therefore, people buying seats for the second day won't be upset. It won't be a letdown. And uh, basketball on TV wins. And yes, if he hasn't broken the record tonight, then you might see his teammates feeding him tomorrow just to make sure he gets that record at home. I just don't think he's going to doing it today. If you look at stats alone, it's an under. But yeah, it's the epitome of gambling when you're trying to say, well, does his team feed him for the record today? Does LeBron play extra unselfish to epitomize his style where he likes to get his, his teammates involved? Is there something, you know, it's, it's beyond my caveman mind to really determine what kind of games, quote unquote, go on with television contracts and network ratings and whatnot. And trust me, if there's a sport that it happens, it's NBA. So that's the play is under the points for LeBron James. That's the only NBA play. Now, I have some official plays over in hockey. I'm just going to give them to you. You know, there's 30 to 31. Well, today, this month, there's 28 days for the paid membership over at Patreon. And, of course, it doesn't cost much. It's less than a dollar a day or a few pennies more for February. But uh, Edmonton looks like a good game. Now, everybody and their brother and sister thinks Edmonton's a good play today. You're going to pay upwards of minus 160 and more to get Edmonton on the money line. And that's not really a solid bet. Detroit at home is pretty tough. Do that? Do I think they do that? Yeah, I think they get that. I, I just don't like to pay that. And that's the theme of my hockey betting. And it's been very profitable many seasons in a row now. I'm taking Edmonton on the regulation line. So your book might call it the 60-minute line, the three-way line, a variety of names. In other words, no overtime. Minus 105, Edmonton to win without overtime. And I'm doing that for half the bet because I'm also doing a same-game parlay for the other half. Now, not everyone has books available. Actually, 
pretty much everybody has them available if you're betting in the continental United States where it's legal, that is, caveat. Uh, MGM, DraftKings would be the best two examples. There's a lot of smaller books that oftentimes have similar and occasionally better numbers than those two. And there's a lot of books, FanDuel, for example, that has much worse numbers than those two for getting this. But anyway, Edmonton to win, and this can go to overtime, and over four and a half in a same game parlay. That's at minus 120. If you can't play that, the regulation line is solid. If you don't want to do that, then take them in the money line. I still think it's a good bet. But it's always risky putting any bet in at over minus 150, really in any sport, to be quite frank. But baseball and hockey would be two that's just smarter not to play games at over minus 150, and you'll be happier in the long run. That's bet number one. Bet number two, I think Seattle has a decent shot of getting the Islanders, but it's in New York, and they did save their number one goalie for today, so it's not an issue, but New York is on a back-to-back. Seattle's been playing really well. They are a decent team. I do expect regression from Seattle through the end of the season. I don't think they will be considered a cream of the crop by any stretch of the imagination by the end of the season. So I'm not going to bet on them to win outright, although I think that's a fairly reasonable option. But again, the goalie situation, the Islanders, etc. Let's look at Seattle. This is the same game parlay. Seattle plus one and a half. So the puck line plus one and a half paired up with over four and a half. You've got to pay minus 130 for this. If you're going to pay it about 110 or so to get Seattle to win. And in this situation, you can actually lose by one. But, of course, you're also risking that they get to at least five goals total in this game, of which we're hoping that's a three to, well, it can be three to two New York Islanders for us, but three to two either way really gets it. So that's what we'll do on that one. And now, and I mentioned this to the Patreon uh, membership yesterday, I think I actually talked about it a little bit on the podcast. You can sometimes get some pond hockey, high-scoring affairs, right after the breaks. There's less defense and more offense is played until they get back into a rhythm. Now, of course, it's the second game for some of the teams, such as the Islanders. But when you're playing a first game back, it just seems more often than not you get points. Now, so I lean the Edmonton and Detroit game go over. I lean Colorado and Pittsburgh to go over. And actually, I also lean Seattle and New York Islanders to go over. Now, and yesterday, we had a straight total, took over and won, over a six and a half and one. And then I also had a couple, uh, a parlay, and then I had, a, I had the Islanders to win yesterday as well. So I'm going to do a parlay. I'm not going to do any straight over-unders today. If I did, I'm, it's going to be over. So I'm not saying that all games, and I don't think you can just bet all these games over and be happy. I think you'd probably win more than you lose. I just don't think that's the greatest idea to ever do anything like that. So what I'm doing is a two-leg parlay, Colorado and Edmonton games to go over adjusted numbers. So over five and a half. So now we can get to six, which is a loser on the straight bet and a winner for us. So Colorado game, that's with Pittsburgh and the Edmonton game, that's at Detroit. Over five and a half and pair them up and you're at plus 116. I'm doing that for half of a size, half a unit, half a size bet. And then I'm going to do a three-leg parlay. And that's not something I do a lot of. This one involves Colorado game, 
over six now. So now you're not getting that extra potential for the win. Now you push. Now pushes don't lose in these. They just reduce your three-leg parlay down to two legs, and you get paid for a two-leg parlay. The other one just evaporates. So we'll take the Colorado game over six, the Edmonton game over six, and the Islanders that I mentioned and with Seattle over five. So, yeah, there's a potential. Hey, you can tie all three of those, and then you just get your money back. But if you just win one of those over the six, six, or five, and the other two push, you're winning some money. Any scenario there. Obviously, as long as we don't get a five or a five or a four in, in, uh, in order there, then we're in good shape. And that's plus 273. We're going to do that for half a unit, plus 273. Uh, and if you're not into the unit size betting, which I recommend strongly to, to chip away and always win more than you lose in the long run, if you're making sharp bets, of course, uh, then, you know, consider it like a pizza bet. Put some pizza money on, on a three-leg parlay like that. At big odds, you're getting plus 273 or so, whatever your books can allow you to do. And that's a nice profitable play possibility here. With Again, I think there's going to be high scoring more often than not tonight. And I'm picking the three games that I think have the highest potential to be above their totals. Again, not, obviously the Seattle and New York Islanders game may not be the highest scoring game, but all you have to do is get to five on that one because it's expected to be relatively low scoring. It's a five and a half standard line, and we're just taking it a half point under that. So that's it. That's all of the plays today. That's everything that I have at Patreon. I may have written it up in a more intelligent fashion over there. I don't know. Sometimes I'm pretty eloquent when I do these podcasts, and sometimes I'm a schmuck, I suppose. So uh, that's the end of it, and you can check the writing out at Patreon, Score Projections, if you so choose. Good luck.